Welcome to the Ignite You Podcast, where two bros journey into all things spirituality and human transformation. Let's get it. Welcome back to another episode. This is Ryan Miller. And Cam McDougall. And... Quick, get a sip in. Quick sip. This episode today is all about masturbation. Manifestation. Ooh. What does that mean? What does it mean? What are we, what are we diving even, into? Why are we here? <laughs> why, what are we doing? What are we... <laughs> what is this place? <laughs> what a juicy topic of discussion. And actually, the first place we heard this, we didn't make this up. We actually heard this from a fellow friend. We did. We did. Is that the first place you heard it, actually? It was. Okay. Same. It was. I had never heard this term before. And now, now we're making an episode about it. We're making an episode about it. And the subtext to this episode is wanking your way to your highest expression. And Cam made that one up. I did. That was an original. Wanking your way. Me. We and weren't going to use it initially because we felt like it was singular to a certain sex. But it's not, though we found out. One blog post written by one woman said that wanking is a unisex term, even though it might sound like jerking off. Yep. It can be used for all people. So we did use wanking our way because it sounds really good. We're going to get into something serious soon, we promise. Yes. We have lots of things to drop into about this. We're going to talk about pleasure. It's been a while since we've done an episode on pleasure. We're going to talk about honing in sexual energy, transmutation of sexual energy to Sublimation. Creation. Yeah, sublimation energy. and transmutation. These are beautiful words. Lots of ns. 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 Sorry. We're going to have lots of ns in this episode for sure. And Ryan actually made our cappuccinos <laughs> today green. Yeah, the matcha cows are green because Cam is going away for a little bit. So we had to clear out all the matcha. Yep, and it seems like you're going pretty pretty hard pretty quick. Cam's oh. going to be activated in about three minutes, so be ready for that. And to start off the episode, we usually like to go into a little story time. So sit down, children. Get cozy. <laughs> if you're not already. If you're not already sitting down. Or go for a walk. Or, or make... sit on Ryan's lap. Not, about, not with this topic. That's No. That's, that's, that wouldn't be right. Nope. Cool. So, we, <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah. This is a topic that we do love to speak about, and we've noticed that the audience actually loves to hear about more sexual discussions that are from a conscious space, but not, ta- not talking about it, taking it too seriously. As you can tell, we're in a playful mood today, but especially when it comes to these topics, we like to have lightheartedness around it. We like to explore these things, have curiosity. Cam and I are not experts in this arena. Or most arenas that we actually bring up on this I'm an podcast. Expert. Cam says he's an expert in this arena. He's not. Okay. And so. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> but we've, <laughs> we've had lots of experience in these spaces and work with a lot of people in these arenas. So we do love to dive into them from our personal perspective. We read it in a book one place. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even listen to the book. I've listened to the summary. It was <laughs> like three minutes. <laughs> and it was pretty good. And you don't even know if you said masturbation manifestation. Not that you say it, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the real story, this is pretty funny. And I got full consent to share this story because it is somewhat private to 
my current partner and a good friend of Ryan's. Mm -hmm. When her and I started connecting and investigating things from a relationship standpoint, she came to me and told me her secret mm. to wooing me. Oh. Because she wooed me. She did. Where woo even come from? Is that? Well, if you say woo woo, there could be a different experience. Like woo woo! It could be like woo woo! Or it could be like, that's a bit woo woo. You got oh. too many crystals. Okay. But one woo yeah. is usually a good thing. Either a celebratory woo okay. at a sporting event yeah. or something of the kind. Yeah. Or a woo to potentially persuade or pursue somebody in your direction and or cause affection. Wow, can you transcribe that? Because that was, no, should be an urban that's it, dictionary. That's it. So okay. she wooed you. So she wooed me. Yep. And so I was curious, I was like, how did you woo me so effectively? And you didn't say that though. <laughs> for sure. You never not, said that ever. Not what I said. <laughs> it's the first time I said it was right now. That being said, it sounds better when yeah. I say it that way. So thank you for interrupting my flow gotcha, once again. Gotcha, you know, cool, 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 cool. She told me that after the first night that we met at, of course, ecstatic, ecstatic dance, because we ecstatically dance we like it. frequently, mm -hmm. we just exchanged a couple words, a couple, hey, how you doing? It's a couple little... Can I sit next to you and have a little chat? You're kind of cool. Yep. And apparently she then took that experience back to the bedroom and added me into, these are her terms, the spank bank. Beautiful. So she started visualizing our connection in masturbation. Mm. And talking to one of her friends after a couple months of doing this, she said, hey, I'm actually going out on a date with Cam. And her friend replied, that's a masturbation manifestation. Hey. <laughs> because she knew that I was in her spank bank. So we thought we would do an episode on this. Because even though this is a ridiculous story and a funny one, mm -hmm. also true story, there is a lot of merit to what she said. And we've also had some clients and people in the community reach out and ask for us to talk about utilizing sexual energy for manifestation and creation. So there's a lot of little parallels that have just come together to bloom into this beautiful, wonderful episode we are reciting to you now. Wow. Love it. Why did your lip just twitch though? That's all I want to know. Too I'm much matcha. Because I'm excited. And too much matcha. So it's very, it's very true that that's what happened. And beautiful story. You guys are together. You guys are loving the experience. You're having lots of beautiful sexual connection. We love that. We love celebrating Now that. everybody knows. Now you all know. And things we're going to speak about are in the, the category of what he just shared about his partner, which is going into that space of masturbation, which in that case was a release, was an ejaculation. And we're going to go on to the spectrum of retention, of holding that energy, otherwise known as sexual transmutation, of actually keeping that energy in and transmutating it towards other things you want to either create in your life or focus on or have come to life around you. And I think that to just bring that into a 
sequence statement, mm. the matcha just hit. There we go. Yeah, we're in it. Let's get intellectual. <clears throat> it is asking yourself the question, what are you using your sexual energy for? Mm. And how are you cultivating that sexual energy within yourself? Mm. Very important to distinguish that because as Ryan said, we're going to get into these various forms of utilizing sexual energy and cultivating it. But it's very important that we know exactly what we are using our sexual energy for. Because a lot of people are like, I'm horny. I have great sex. That's pretty much as far as it goes. <laughs> but they go into that and, and there's no further explanation of, of what it's used for beyond the more common use of just procreation. Where it, when it really has so many different applications across the whole spectrum of how we ignite the soul and cultivate the life of our dreams. Yeah. And when it comes to your personal pleasure practice, coming to masturbating, it's very interesting because you and I both relate on this and probably everybody listening to this can relate on this either past tense or presently. Having the experience of doing a practice, it might not even be a practice, masturbating and feeling bad after or doing it because, oh, I'm just so stressed, so I need a release, or blah, blah, blah. Examples go on and on, and I know I lived with that for the longest time, and it still comes up every once in a while, that thought and that want to go down that path, but now consciously creating the space since the celibacy that we've spoken about on a few different episodes, since my practice with that, it's a bit more conscious now to when that pops up, that behavior, that mm -hmm. trigger to want to do that, and then I get to move the energy in a different space. Mm -hmm. and I think it's so beautiful, whether it's with a partner or with a person, or your intention is to go hook up, or your intention is to drop in with yourself. There's so many different ways to explore these practices. Mm -hmm. So I love that question to kind of kick us off. Like, what are you using it for? How are you using sexual energy? Is it conscious? Is it unconscious? Yeah, and I, I totally agree because most of us use sexual expression at some point in a form of suppression at least i did yeah so i won't put anybody else in that category mm -hmm. i will say from my experience i used to mm -hmm. okay i used to use sexual expression as a form of suppression mm -hmm. whether that was with somebody or masturbation it was always this kind of rock star happiness it was this fleeting happiness it was this I'm either having this wild experience that comes to a climax and then I question my decisions later on <laughs> or I'm just looking for a quick fix of pleasure and going to release unconsciously through masturbation to just feel a certain way or to change how I felt in a certain situation. So I think it's super important because I don't we're not taught this stuff. We're not. No. We're not told how powerful our sexual energy really is. And we're always just <laughs> shooting it off. Just shooting it off. In all these directions. Wow. No pun intended. Well, well, yeah, pun intended. Intended pun, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even really like a pun, but well, you know, I guess. Sure. We don't know. Naughty what dad joke. Naughty dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole new spectrum but we're not we're not we're not tight with our sexual energy okay okay you get it ryan i get it you're with me i'm with you
it's interesting when I think about when I think back to why I started changing my practice as as masturbation as as a boy into a man, and what was happening there. It would not it would happen all the time. You know, once you figure out, oh, I can masturbate. This feels good as much as I can. Right? Let me do this all the time. Dude, do you remember my, I went, you know, my story? I know your story. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how I relate it's, to it's that. It's amazing. It's yeah, like especially as a kid, you're like, wow, there's just there's this feeling that feels so good. I can do it all the time. I can watch naked people on my phone or whatever tech or whatever was available and do this. For me Wait, it was it was good housekeeping. Good housekeeping, classic. <laughs> That's a good magazine. <laughs> If you've seen Step Brothers, you know. You know that reference. So, yeah, the, the change actually was being in the fitness industry and reading about releasing your load reduces testosterone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, I want all my testosterone. So that's actually a shift that happened, which is, which is funny that that's the case because there's been different studies about that that don't prove that right or wrong. But that was when the transition happened, but it still came from that place of, negative energy. So when I did do it, I was like, oh, I, I deserve it. I feel super built up. I feel super stressed out. Let me do it. And it was this really negative feeling around it. And especially after the fact, I think you can relate to this too. And, and most people that unconsciously release sexually or have sexual connection, just feel guilty after mm-hmm. or feel lack or feel tired or lethargic. And it just, it was this kind of empty hole. So I would do it and I'd be like, all right, cool. I can sleep now but I wouldn't feel good the next morning. But then the next day I'd do it as well. Like, oh, okay, now I can. So did this pattern, mm-hmm. this negative addiction to porn, to sexual energy releasing. And going down that, like I said, the big transition for me was going into celibacy because I naturally I was like, I'm gonna go, I did three months first of retention. and like, I'm doing three months without ejaculating. Let's see what happens. That was the big, like, okay, really pushing myself here to stop that space, to stop that addiction. And just doing it because I could do it. I'd just be like, oh, I'm alone. Oh, I, can, I can do it in my bed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a shower. Addiction goes with a habit. So I have a mm-hmm. habit in the shower. When I'm in the shower, I do this. A lot cool. of association. Exactly. So then that occurs. So then changing that behavior. Changing it. And so... <laughs> New words. <laughs> New words. You learned it here first. I'm curious for you. Was it also when you started going down that path of, of celibacy? Or did you find like a conscious partner? Or like, how did that transition start to come for you? into the conscious space of sexual energy. Yeah, it was very, it was very similar for me. You know, you, in your story, you captured a beautiful description of what happened to me. And, and to me, it was this feeling of being drained. Yeah. You know, it was this feeling of after ejaculation, after climax, after coming to some form of conclusion that usually involved an orgasm, I would feel drained. I would feel just, kind of icky like i didn't feel inspired i didn't feel charged up i didn't feel you know excited for life yeah and so when i got to a place with certain partners for instance and i would get let's say you know into a space where i wasn't feeling a ton of sexual energy moving through me it would be i would just do it as as a as a form of pleasure as like a quick fix Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I started diving deeper into, you know, we've talked about this a bunch, like getting rid of porn and all these different things, but, but really cultivating sexual energy with a partner and within myself that it really started to shift. And, and it started to shift in a form of, 
having connections with people outside of sex, and we've talked about this a lot, that showed me how much energy there really was behind the scenes when we didn't go through the conventional means of mm. sexual connection. And when I started exploring that more and more, it just started building so much more energy within me and it, it actually invited me into this activation, this excitement, this charge up, this, yeah. this powerful expression. And, and through, for me, the, the biggest catalyst was, was edging. And it, it just, it's because you, you would get to this point for those of you that I think you can understand what edging is, but I'll just say that what it is in case you don't, but that's getting to that 80, 85%. 99. Learn the line there. That 80, 85% for me level of climax and then bringing down the stimulation, coming back up, bringing yeah. down the stimulation, coming back up, bringing down the stimulation. It charges you up. It fills you with this powerful amount of energy, this intense amount of energy, most likely because the primal side of you really wants to impregnate and really wants to mm -hmm. come and express and, and explode, but you're holding that back. It's like you're, you're drawing the, the bomb back and it just keeps creating this, this powerful form of energy. So the more I did that, the more I started realizing, wow, I'm more alert, I'm more awake, I don't need as much sleep, mm. I just feel way more charged up, more vital. And so that was kind of my yeah. foray into it. It was moving from this place of feeling drained and unconscious and even sometimes icky after I would masturbate for the wrong reasons or have sex for the wrong reasons, to this place of, holding back on my primal urges, using the energy to charge up in my system and feeling much more activated and alive and ignited for life. Yeah, that's so cool. I, li I like how you put that. It's interesting to hear it like that because it's so clear that you're kind of playing with the primal urge and our natural tendency to just oh, do that thing because it felt good. But when you play with that and you play with that urge, you don't allow that urge to take over you gain control for one thing, you gain real power over your being, and so then that naturally translates everywhere else. You're like, oh, if I can you know, choose that space that I know is gonna feel really good, I know I'm gonna get that huge dopamine hit, what if I delay that? Mm -hmm. What if I get that delayed gratification through the sexual experience? What does that mean about me? Mm -hmm. So then you give yourself that power and that honor and appreciation to yourself, like, wow, I. I can do this. Like I'm, yeah. I'm fucking powerful. Like I, yeah. I can do that. And that shows up in so many other places. Mm -hmm. So that's really beautiful. And I know that that one shows up for me as well. And what you're saying about the stopping watching porn, I think is so important. And we could talk about this for a long time, but we were chatting just before this and a valuable piece when it comes to manifestation is how are you during your sexual experience? whether it's masturbation or connecting with somebody else. How are you when you're watching porn? What are you thinking about? You know, we talked about where does it come from? You know, why are you going into that space? But what are you thinking about during the action while you're hooking up with that person, your partner, whatever, or watching porn? If you're watching porn, most likely it's not coming from a conscious connected space. There's some porn out there. There's some video sexually that you can probably connect with that. But more likely than not, it's not coming from that space. I know for me, it, would, it never was when I was watching porn. So just do the thing, feel kind of bad after. What am I manifesting there? This falsified version of sexual intimacy. This fake facade of what it means to be sexual. Mm -hmm. To your point 
of finding people, places, and spaces to connect with that sexual energy, but not need to fuck, not need to do that, but just be in that energy with others, what are you in that space? You're manifesting power. You're mm -hmm. manifesting connection. You're manifesting love. Mm -hmm. That amplifies. What we talk about here, like we've talked about other things, is amplifiers. Money being an amplifier, we talked about on the last podcast. We believe that sexual energy is obviously one of our greatest amplifiers. So can ejaculation. Mm -hmm. The edging can be an amplifier and so can the ejaculation. That can also be an amplifier mm -hmm. of our experience. And so to your point, when we're watching porn, when we're having that connection, it could be a beautiful amplifier of energy, of so many different things. If you're in a space of consciously connecting sexually with yourself or with another, and it can amplify something beautiful, it can amplify something negative, a pain, mm -hmm. a shame, a guilt. It just amplifies whatever space you're in during the act. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important and so beautiful and an interesting way to think about it. Mm -hmm. Just when I heard you share that story, I'm like, oh yeah, I can for sure relate to that. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you brought up the, 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 the topic of working with the primal urges and, and amplifying because it's like anything in transformation, you need resistance. Mm -hmm. And what's the easiest thing to do when you get to that 85, 90% of your orgasm. They'll be coming around the mountain when they come. <laughs> They'll be coming around the mountain when they come. Yeah, yeah, you get it. Yeah. That's the easy. <laughs> Did that just happen? Nope. We'll edit that out. No, we won't. I know. Okay. Because we're raw and real. <laughs> but it, it 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 causes resistance. Yeah. If you if you are getting to that 85, 90%, it's very challenging to pull back from that expression that oh, well, you can justify in the experience you can totally the oh you know I yes. oh one two one too many pumps i i got it you know i, I went deserve, too far. This. I deserve I, yeah, yeah exactly whatever but it to hold that back and to not fall into that need takes grit takes resilience takes power takes strength so not only are you coming into this newfound place of power within yourself but you're also using your orgasm as a generator. Because if you think about a generator, what does it require? It requires friction, right? If you have a, if you have a light on your bike that's generated by your pedaling, mm -hmm. your pedaling is going to have some form of friction that creates that energy. Mm -hmm. And the more you pedal, the brighter that light will get. So if you are really working on that resistance within yourself to hold back from the climax and you're then sublimating that energy within yourself, which is a big term that you hear in Tantra, when you're breathing that energy into every part of your body, every cell of your body, to your brain, to your heart, to your gut, it's gonna heal you, it's gonna activate you, it's gonna fill you with vital life force. Mm -hmm. And so we need to pull back on these primal urges. We need to pull back on these desires. And, and when we do that and we generate that form of energy and tie it in with the intentionality that Ryan's talking about here, you have the recipe for the most powerful manifestations. Because how do you manifest? High levels of emotion, singular points of focus. You're going to create that. Mm -hmm. And when we keep that, that dialed, action around our sexual energy we truly do 
manifest through masturbation. We truly do manifest through conscious connection. We really, cause you're generating creative energy within you yes. and you're using that for your business. You're using that for your relationship. You're using that for a, a passion project, whatever that is, you're going to have that vital life force within you. Yes, 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 yes. Now let's talk about what it means to consciously come, consciously come. <laughs> Let's talk about conscious coming, That's everybody. It. So we, we, it was funny, before this episode, we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. Is that funny? I don't know why. Do, we, we, why we do, do we say, say that? that? Why it's do we, funny. It's funny because, and you could be saying you like, like, it's funny, I'm depressed. And it's like, well, well that's, that's not funny. Depends on, nope, nope probably not. Not, not, okay. not good. But we were talking about this because ejaculation feels really good. Mm-hmm. Or coming feels really good. At the same time, only when it's from the right place. Mm-hmm. And so this concept of amplification that Ryan was just talking about really came up. Because yes, there's an ability to cultivate a ton of sexual energy from not coming. Because you have this resistance. You have this singular point of focus. You're able to stand in this power and utilize your sexual energy. At the same time, if you are in that expression of elation that wow and you're still intentional and you're still focused we're firm believers that you can use that as a supercharged emotional expression to manifest and create yes i completely agree and something i love that you said once we're always just like i love what you say i I say man i love what you say dude (laughs) I love butter me up. Yeah. Put some butter on your bones, boy. (laughs) Butter my bones. And funnily enough, you said this on a group client call. So, oh God, group coaching call. Uh, We were talking about uh, having sex versus getting a full night's rest. And the conversation was around, hey, I want to connect with my partner, but the only time I can do it is at whatever, 9 p.m. So naturally, you know, that goes later. So everything gets delayed. My night routine is blah, blah, blah. So I get less sleep. Is it worth it? And I loved your response to this because you were talking about how you've explored that. And you mentioned this a little bit a minute ago, but around connecting sexually when intentional, when loving on your partner or your person, whoever that being is around you that you get to connect with sexually, it amplifies your energy. So more likely than not, if you're doing it in a conscious way, your body will actually not need as much sleep. Because you're creating that prana, that sexual energy, that natural resource of your creative expression through that sexual connection. And that allows you to then wake up the next morning feeling grateful, feeling connected, feeling so many beautiful experiences that you may have gotten a couple hours less of sleep, but you created a powerful connection, Mm -hmm. which is what most of us live for. So why are we not allowing ourselves to get that creative space and that loving space that we all strive to have? because we want to get that extra hour of sleep. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so beautiful because I'm always like, nah, my routines, like I can never break my, <laughs> never break my routines. Like at 8 p.m. tech off. No, I'm doing my thing in the evening. But a sexual connection. There's can, no better evening routine. That's a beautiful it's routine. Amazing. More, evening and morning routine. Totally. Beautiful. It's Afternoon routine. Afternoon, right, right now. <laughs> and this routine, <laughs> this routine, oh, this not a routine. This experience of having that with a partner with your person and the spontaneity of being able to bring that in. So the lack thereof a routine 
It's also necessary to have a powerful routine to create spontaneity in your life and to create that love and that bringing in value in your experience. So yeah, it comes with ejaculation if you're having a sexual experience and you want to come with your partner. Fucking beautiful. You're going to sleep like a baby. You're going to sleep like a baby. And it's going to amplify your experience of love, gratitude, and connection to that person, to yourself, and the next day. So I love that you talked about that Mm -hmm. because that's if it's coming from the conscious place. Mm -hmm. That's if it's coming from a place of love, connection, deep intimacy, reverence for this being, and honor and respect for your partner, whoever you're connecting with. If it's coming from that other place, the unconscious, I need to fuck. Work was... Oh, so my, uh, uh, I need to do this. And then after the fact, you don't feel connected to the person. You feel like, oh, you're so late. I shouldn't have blah, blah. I shouldn't have stayed up. I did this. Mm-hmm. I wish I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Or you feel less than. That's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of what we're mm-hmm. talking about. So that, I love that you brought that tool in and that awareness in, because it honestly helped me in allowing myself to give some space around my routine, mm-hmm. saying, oh, my partner wants to connect. I can connect. And mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's actually going to charge me up. And it did. Mm-hmm. It showed through my experience. I was like, wow, I feel so much better the next day. I mean, you all know, if after you have good sex a night before, that next day you're glowing. You're like, wow, yeah, all right, I'm feeling sure. good. You're buzzing. You really connected with that person. You do. And that's one of the tools we're gonna bring in is the check-in after the fact of ejaculation. Well, ejaculation either with yourself or with a partner. Post-cum check-in. Post-cum check-in. Coined it here, right now, this moment. Well, the cum test is was what we were calling it. Yeah, we'll have a, true. We'll have a cum test contest. A cum but, test contest. <laughs> but that's, it's a beautiful tool because this actually came from a conversation we are having before this that we used to do a kind of gut check with if you're having certain foods, check in an hour later. How do you feel? If you have carbs, if you have whatever, the food across the board. This is post-ejaculation. This is your cum test. This is your post-cum test. How do you feel after the fact? Mm-hmm. Do you feel lethargic and tired? Do you feel shame and guilt? Do you feel like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. Now I got to do this and blah, blah, blah. Or do you feel excited? Do you feel connected? Do you feel loved? Do you feel grateful that you allowed yourself to experience that level of intimacy, sexual charge, and release in yourself? That is a beautiful cum test. And anything you want to add to that to kind of check in with yourself, I think it's very valuable to use this tool to check in. For sure. I think I would add, do you feel numb? Ah. Because I think that that is also a very important thing here to address. And a lot of times you have... You, we, we've got the polar opposites, right? We've got the, I either feel shame or guilt mm-hmm. or I feel, you know, joy, bliss, elation. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily talk about that middle ground, which can be, well, I just kind of feel normal. I find that a lot of people truly avoid sexual energy mm-hmm. because there's so much trauma mm-hmm. and so many challenging experiences in the human experience that come through sex. And so a lot of people I find avoid truly letting themselves feel Mm. sexual pleasure or sexual disgust. So they find this line of just, yeah, I do the thing because it feels good in the moment, then we're shut off. Avoiding. We're avoiding it. Yeah. with this whole experience, sexual energy isn't always about just touching yourself. It isn't always about coming or ejaculation. 
Sexual energy is thoughts. Sexual energy is desire. Sexual energy is seeing somebody and being like, wow, that's a really attractive person and feeling an activation in your body and allowing for that. Mm-hmm. That's also sexual energy. I find a lot of times people can go to this, I'm just using my sexual energy for other things, but they're actually not letting themselves truly cultivate sexual energy because there is in fact trauma there. So they're actually avoiding it. So I would add really bring in this concept of, of, of checking in to see if you are numb and if you're not letting yourself truly feel this stuff. Because if that's the case, then there's a powerful avenue for you to start doing some work to look at what might be blocking you there. Because like the toxic side, the numb side is going to shut you off from the superpower of igniting the soul, of igniting your joy, igniting your bliss and living from these higher elevated states that are going to lead to you being able to truly manifest. Yeah. So that's a piece that I would add to. That's really good. I love that. I love that you're bringing that up and I love that you're bringing up attraction, these other pieces that cause sexual energy that we may be numb around or block or feel guilty for. And I think that's a beautiful thing to mention because that's a great starting point. If you do feel that numbness, if you don't allow it or have fear around fully expression in the sexual space. How do you feel when you see somebody attractive? Does it feel good? Do you feel bad? Do you not allow it? What comes up there? How do you feel when you touch on yourself just intimately? How does that feel? Noticing these experiences because most likely we have stories around it. I know I have stories around when I look at women. How I look at women, I used to feel so bad about. And I used to feel so guilty, so much so that I would completely avoid looking at women because I saw in my father the way he objectified women, literally catcalling while I'm in the vehicle of the car. Like, it's just in, it's embedded in my brain. I remember this, and I remember I don't ever want to do that. So if I ever had attraction towards women, I'd be like, this is wrong. I, no, no. And I would avoid it altogether. So I felt bad for feeling good. And this is the, kind of the story of my pleasure practice is feeling bad for feeling good. So noticing that, finding that story and be like, oh, it was just because I saw the toxic side. Mm-hmm. Okay, how can I start cultivating this consciously? Mm-hmm. How can I start appreciating the beauty of a woman's body? How can I just acknowledge that and, and see beauty for that, mm-hmm. for the goddess that she is? And then hone that and just own that totally. and love that and feel that energy in myself and allow myself to move it. It's not, it doesn't have to be creepy. It doesn't have to be objectifying. It doesn't have to be anything negative. Noticing that story, noticing the stories we have, whether they're smaller stories or larger stories that are sexual, sexually traumatizing, which many people can support with. But noticing those stories, I think, is the first path to really starting to create that expansion for pleasure, really starting to get close to your sexual capacity and start creating those elated spaces. 100%. And I love this. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Because what just came through in you saying that was also, I have felt a ton of shame when I'm in relation with somebody. Uh, If I'm in relation with somebody and I see somebody that's attractive, I will shut myself off from that energy because I feel like that's not right. Mm -hmm. Now with the partners that I'm with and the conversations that we have and the lifestyle that I live, that stuff is open, which feels really good because it's not that I'm going to act on the feelings, but I'm not going to 
suppress and push that energy away because the human body's beautiful. When I see someone that's beautiful that brings up a sexual urge inside of me, that's a gift. Mm-hmm. Now, the big question is, what are you doing with that? Are you taking that back to your place and looking at your partner differently now? Because that's not a positive use of the energy. But are you taking that and using it and embodying it as, wow, this life is beautiful, humans are beautiful, sexual energy is amazing, I can't wait to get home and just completely connect with my person. Yeah. Same thing, very different outcome. But so many of us from trauma or from anything or from in relations, we shut ourselves off from these moments of sexual expression within us, we numb them, we cut them off, And we limit our ability to utilize these gifts from God, the divine, the universe, whatever we want to create, to Mm. transmutate into our relationship, our sexual connection with our partner, whatever that may be. Yeah. When you see a beautiful flower, you don't compare it to all the other flowers. Like I got a flower at home. I can't look at it. Exactly. When you see a beautiful flower, you don't think, fuck it. Why am I thinking this about this flower? You just appreciate and have all of the beauty of the flower. Last night, there was a beautiful sunset. It actually made me cry. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was, you saw it last I, night? It was fucking amazing. My tire was popped on. <laughs> I was just like... It was insane. I teared up and I had to go to the beach and watch it. That being said, I didn't compare it to the other sunsets. I didn't think, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this good about this sunset. What if this other sunset of this tree next to me thinks... There's none of that because I have no stories around the sunset or the flower. That just shows how we can see beauty in anything around us. It just ties into the stories that are attached. Because after I saw that sunset, I sent some beautiful voice notes to people I know like, oh my God, blah, blah. I used that energy and it was obvious. Alchemized it. I alchemized, I used it. It actually showed up as some creative energy. So probably a little bit of sexual energy there. That that sunset turned me on. Yeah, sunsets make me horny. Dude, those colors. Ooh, damn. And, and that's, that's the objective response to attraction and beauty. But when we make it subjective and we have storylines around it, we don't allow ourselves to experience the full extent of sexual energy, connection, and love in ourselves because we're blocked around it from some other story we've adopted. So if you can compare it to the flower or the sunset, it seems silly. Like, oh, of course I can, just, I can just appreciate that. But when we look at a person, whether we're in relation or we have a story around it, it's like, ah, uh, that's bad. That's wrong. I don't know. Uh, block it. And then what does that create? That amplifies. That amplifies in ourselves. We feel bad that we did that. We think that we did that. Then when we're around our partner or around other people. It's we start there. resenting them. We yeah. start like, it just, oh, I feel this because you, I can't allow. frequency down, down, yes. down, down. And then it, it causes all kinds of, negative outcomes because you, you just fall into that that draining spiral again. It's like the moment we shut ourselves off yes. from sexual energy is the moment that we start to ultimately drain ourselves of life force. Yes. Drain ourselves of creative expression. Yes. The sexual amplification. It's very real. And it can come with attraction. It can come with sexual connection. It can come with ejaculation. It can come with edging. It can come with being in life and just finding appreciation for something. The sexual energy arises in many different arenas but it's a major, major amplifier for all areas of our lives. 100%. Yes. So into this masturbation, manifestation, Cam brought up a cool idea, which was actually creating 
a manifestation for each of us as a challenge to masturbate to fruition. Yes, exactly. But we, you don't have to just masturbate. Well, no, I'll, I'll edge. Okay. I won't ejaculate ever for these. (laughs) He's a liar. (laughs) He's a bold faced liar ever for the next 24 hours. And this, <laughs> this actually, I did want to talk about that. Our frequency of masturbation, our frequency of sexual connection. That's interesting because it might be valuable as well. Cause some of these things we've made a bit vague, but we yeah. didn't really talk about the practical side of us. Like, what does it look like in a week? What does it look like in a month? What do we do with our partner? Do we masturbate that in like, I think that's, yeah, definitely. I think that's a, that's an important one. So I guess that, that will, that will complement the challenge very well because I, you know, we, here we are once again, spitting a bunch of stuff at you Mm -hmm. without always making it very applicable. Yes. These are good lessons and they're probably flicking some synapses in your brain. At the same time, we want to give you a tool and we want to give you actionable items so that you can ignite yourself. Yeah. And tell you what we actually do. Exactly. That's valuable. Not just give you things to do. It's like, hey, this is what we do regularly. Yeah. So so for me, I'm you know, sex ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. right? Naturally with illness, injury, excitement, travel, mm-hmm. you know, all these different sides of being human. But when everything's in flow, everything's moving, it's it's kind of a once a day, once every two days kind of experience for me. Yeah. Nighttime, um, morning. I'm a nighttime guy. Okay. I'll do the occasional morning session on the weekends. Yeah. I think for me, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Taurus, Virgo rising, like, (laughs) you know, like I'm very, I'm very into my systems, my, my processes. So mornings during the weekdays and stuff for me are very systematic. They're very, they're very cultivated, but my evenings are more open, more fluid. Yeah. So in the mornings on the weekdays, I'm just. I'm just in my in my practice doing my things. Cool. So I'm normally a nighttime guy. I like to I like the darkness. I like the candlelight. Mm. I like some nice soft music. And I love having sexual connection before I go to sleep. I find it's mm. it's a beautiful way to a connect with my partner, to also then wind down the evening, get a good night's rest, and and really end the day in a form of of connection. Yeah. And out of those times, how often are you ejaculating? Or are you always whenever you connect sexually with your partner and only edging when you do your personal practice? Or what does that look like? So I haven't been edging lately. Okay. I've I've been ejaculating in my sexual expression Mm -hmm. for sure. I use edging when I'm being very intentional with wanting to boost my energy, wanting to create, Mm -hmm. wanting to really utilize that side of the the resistance aspect of of cultivating and and manifesting that we talked about yeah right now i'm in the space of more just deep connection deep pleasure deep allowing and i never go into a sexual experience with an outcome defined Mm. but i follow the energy yeah and with my current partner as with most of us it's very pleasurable when our partner climaxes Mm -hmm. right so you know once she's climaxed then it really gets her excited about me climaxing Mm -hmm. so we have found a really beautiful dance in a sense of 
really enjoying each other's expression of the climax. So we've really been investigating that recently. So I Ooh. haven't been edging. Cool. Because there's been that pleasure in your partner being yeah. in pleasure. Yeah. And it charges you up as we talked about. Yeah. You're doing I've it from a conscious space. Felt great. It's, yeah. it's been leading to great sleeps. It's been leading to really, really good connection. But here's the important thing is that it's not like we're just having sex to climax. There is so many energetic orgasms. There are so yeah. many moments where I could have climaxed that I pull back. There's mm -hmm. so many moments of dancing in each other's pleasure that it makes it so much more connected and intentional. This isn't like, yeah, we're just coming together, making out a bit, ripping each other's clothes off and just fucking like jackrabbits until we come. Like that's, that's not the case at all. It's a very intentional act with a lot of communication. Mm, yeah. Where are you at? What are you feeling? What do you want next? How do you want to approach this? Do you feel like you want to come tonight? Call do you me feel daddy. Like you yeah. Want to, yeah, call me daddy. All these things, yeah. right? So, but there's a lot of that that's going on. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's, it just follows a natural flow. I'm curious because when it comes to conscious sex and tantric sex, these are longer practices, right? This is one, two, three hours. If you're doing it, like mm -hmm. if you're doing the full kind of process and you, like, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful tease, lead up, build and like wind down as well. Do you also bring in the primal play? Do you like, do you guys just go like fuck on the countertops? Like, do you also bring that side in to kind of, I notice it. I noticed that the thought whenever I'm also connecting with my person is that the every, does every time need to be a ritual? And so, and it has been the past bit, but also like before we've done, we're just like, oh, I just feel it right now. Like, oh, I want to move with that. And we say it and we go with it, which kind of is so ritual. That's but what, it's, I, was, it's this, that's but what it, I was just going to say. It is. And we, you know, I had my a conversation about this with my partner the other day where she looked at me after we had one of those wild primal experiences. Yeah. And she looked at me and she was like, that's also ritual. Yes, like that feels is. like, you know, she was like, we, I felt like two Viking warriors. Yeah. And we were just like <laughs> going, going into it, yes. you know, and, and. That's true. And it was beautiful because, but we had both, and we've talked about this on the conscious sex episode is that we, we both declared like we want this, Yeah. but we also would move in and out when it was super intense. Sometimes we'd calm down for a moment. We'd yeah. catch our breath, right? We'd do these things. We'd, we'd explore, but then it would, then it would ramp back up. Mm -hmm. It was these evolutions and these flows. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess it, it is a, it almost or always is a ritual if there's intention mm -hmm. behind exactly. the practice, no matter exactly. what it looks like. But that is interesting to me when it comes to these conscious spaces, it seems so often there's almost a, a format of doing it mm -hmm. and a way it's supposed to be and a length it's supposed to take and mm -hmm. XYZ needs to get checked off, but it can look like whatever the fuck you want it to. For sure. Which is really cool. And I thought you both as the, the wild animals you are would also have that experience mm -hmm. of the, uh, the intense kind of primal play. For sure. Cool. And I know you're also exploring with somebody right now. Yeah. How about you? Are you are you climaxing? Are you edging? How are you cultivating? Because I know you're both very intentional, very yeah. connected human beings as well. How is it playing out in your world? It's super fun. As you know, this person was was away for months before she was here. So we were just talking over the phone, which long distance relating with a sexual connection is a lot of fun, but it was a new realm for me. Uh, so there'd be a lot more edging there because I would play with myself but not want to ejaculate. So I would just edge, 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 and then have one bigger experience with her. 
virtually, which is cool, but very new for me. Now she's here. For the most part, it is that kind of conscious coming. It's yeah. that, that, that release. But we played with it a few times where, and we talked about this while she was away, is edging before something, specifically ecstatic dance, have an, have an experience, have an edge, go to that thing, get charged up, get activated, have that experience, and then come back and then have the come release. Back. Come on the back and <laughs> of, the <experience. laughs> of the experience. Of these come on the back end of the experience seriously have the edge first go to the thing and then have the release so it's like yes. a, you know it's like four hours five hours yeah. of things but it, it, you know you get to see each other you get to build each other and I like when she dances with other people she likes when I dance with other people this kind of as we said with attraction and kind of breaking these stories of limitations of what it means to do these things I get to dance with other people she dances with other people we see each other like yeah okay can't mm-hmm. wait for that and then we have that experience and it's so beautiful we've done that a few times which I love but for the most part, it's like you, where we're having these connections and the release happens because there's so much pleasure in that for mm-hmm. both of us. And I've had times where I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to edge. And she's like, nah, I want it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. Let's do it. And it's, it's beautiful because it's fun. And we've talked yeah. about these spaces. And there's also been times like, I'm going to edge. And she's like, all right, I respect that. Let's do it. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it just depends on the playful mood we're in. But we're able to navigate these things by discussing them you know, during and after. Mm-hmm. So once again, intentionality. Exactly. So I actually got a message from a listener the other day and this person told me that it was really hard to hear a lot of our discussions on conscious sexuality because their partner wasn't open to it. Yeah. And this was something that really was interesting for me to address and Mm -hmm. and what this person told me was actually that listening to the podcast made her feel a lot of shame made her feel a lot of guilt made made her feel a lot of almost anger towards the inability to express this way Mm. and at first i was i was kind of taken aback because i was like oh that's that sucks you know that really sucks and then at the same time i i i had a conversation with her and i started talking about well what's your what's your personal pleasure practice look like Exactly. And I think that's a, that's a, it's a great segue for us to get into is that, yes, we also, we, we are connecting with two individual, like separate individuals mm-hmm. at this point in time in our lives, but we're not always connecting with people or we've been in relationships where the person hasn't necessarily wanted to connect with us the way that we now have in our lives. And so the most important part of that is the personal pleasure practice is yes. what are you doing to cultivate that 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 sexual energy within yourself and i have found recently you know with the butt wand Mm -hmm. episode that we went into that has become a a much larger part of my life as well and so i invited this listener into what are you doing to cultivate your own sexual energy and it turned out there wasn't much going on there Mm -hmm. and sexual energy like everything else must be done by example and I'll tell, and this, you know, it's, it's funny. I was, I was, <laughs> we'll get vulnerable once again, but I was, I was busy one night and I was working and, and my partner was like, Hey, let's connect. And I was like, no, nah, I got too much. I'm too fragmented. I'm too in my head right now. And she was like, okay, cool. And then she just went and laid on my bed and she started pleasuring herself. Mm-hmm. And here I am working and I'm, <laughs> I'm listening to what's going on in my bedroom. And I remember being like, 
fuck this. Like, I, <laughs> I threw my computer down and I just, I went in there and we had a beautiful experience. Yeah. She didn't say, no, you have to do this. She didn't say, hey, I heard in this podcast, you got to do this thing. She was like, hey. And she did not allow pleasure because you didn't do exactly, it Exactly, exactly. And piece. she took the ownership over that and said, I'm going to go I pleasure <laughs> myself because I'm worthy of this pleasure. Now, you can join me if you want. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just have so much fun in here. And some people might see that as manipulation or some people might see that as trying to, you know, get what you want. At the same time, it's not that at all. It's leading by example. It's inviting somebody into something that they might not be able to see. I had blinders on because I was working. I was in, you know, my work mind. I can get into this very focused state that made me forget how much I wanted to connect. So for a lot of people listening, your personal pleasure practice and how you invite a partner or just emit sexual energy to potential partners is up to you. Yeah. Up to you 100%. And I'll just say, I I know for me, I think for you as well, that's the only reason we're able to now have this connection with our partners is because our personal practice was so sacred was so beautiful and happened so often that we mm-hmm. really loved on ourselves and created space for that just like anything else as you said it amplifies and what you can do for you you can do for others others want to do for you but you don't need others to do it for you because you can do it with yourself mm-hmm. and so you get to have that experience and everything else is a bonus you're like wow i get to have this experience with another person but as you're saying it first must come from you i'm I, i'm a firm believer that you won't find exactly. it in a person until you have you, ha- you can find it's just it like in love yourself. like totally. if you don't love, if you don't love yourself, yourself you're not gonna find it yeah whatever ryan starts saying i'm <laughs> just gonna started. finish and then you quote uh, you quote me <laughs> damn it you quote me for it damn it <laughs> camps is yeah, yeah, really I, awesome I just, <laughs> I just you know it just comes to me so quickly oh, yeah yeah it comes to you yeah okay sexual energy is just just pumping right now bro yeah you feel it yeah i feel you in me and that's weird. You feel me in you. Yeah. So it's okay. true though. It shows up everywhere. It's just what we just can't keep going. just keep going with it. If we can't give it to ourselves, we're not going to get it from anyone else. And we're not going to call in somebody that can actually create space for that. Cause we're mirrors for each other. If I can't give it to me. My partner probably can't give it to themselves. So then we're going to just give lack to each other and not actually know what we desire. So I love that invitation. And I also love the open conversation. So being able to talk about it without an outcome in mind, just being like, you know, what do you like? What are these things? And the most common one is what are your love languages? Because it's so often we think our partners experience pleasure or attraction or love the same way we do. We just assume like, oh, they they must want that same thing. Why aren't they doing it to me? Maybe they don't know. Maybe we haven't shared it. Maybe we haven't asked. But it's a beautiful invitation to start the conversation around either love languages how do you experience pleasure? What do you think about attraction? All of the things on these episodes, the, these episode, <laughs> <laughs> on this episode is bringing these things up for yourself. And if you're with a partner or a person you're starting to explore this with, a relationship with, it's amazing to have these conversations to start diving into. What does pleasure mean to them? How do they experience it? What does love feel like? What does ecstasy feel like? What does sex feel like? Mm-hmm. What are their experiences or stories around it? Because more likely than not, if we're not experiencing it from our partner, they have their own blocks for themselves. Mm-hmm. So yes, the personal yes, practice. And 
some partners aren't open to those conversations. Definitely true. And that <laughs> is where, that's where this, yeah. and the only reason I, I'm, that's really present for me is that was the challenge with this yeah, listener they is about it. they were saying, I can't have these conversations with my partner because they shut it off. Yeah. And so that's the most beautiful option is being able to dive into love languages. What are, what are your fantasies? What are your desires? Really getting into that. At the same time, that takes... A pretty heightened level of understanding of one's pleasure practice, one's sexual energy. So a lot of times the invitation is going to be one of the most powerful ways, I yeah. will say. And, and that's why it's so important to just know this for yourself. And the more you get into knowing it for yourself, you can ask for that from your partner. If you keep getting no's, then you have a decision to make on whether or not that's the right partner for you to be with. Mm -hmm. At the same time you got to know what you want to ask for. They're never going to just know that. Exactly. So really dive into what you want. What are your fantasies? What are your pleasure practices? And start cultivating that sexual energy within yourself. And when you tie it to a singular point of focus, you're going to create some powerful shit. Mm -hmm. So many people talk to me like, I can't, I can't find flow in this. I can't find this. I can't find that. Sexual energy and pleasure and cultivation of one's sexual energy is one of the most powerful avenues for creation and if there's a block there there's a block in creation mm -hmm. it's as simple as that yes block in creation block in manifestation block in all the asians all the asians <laughs> okay so let's get down to our challenge yes for ourselves for each other yes what is it and this is do we call this the cum test <laughs> the cum test contest <laughs> The no, this test. is the Ignite You Come Test. Yeah, the Come Test I thought was the check-in after. Oh, I know, I know, I You're know. You're calling that yeah, the yeah. post-come. No, I know, whatever. but you know, contest, come test. Come test, come test. Anyways. Sounds good. The Masturbation Manifestation Challenge. Okay, good. So we're going to challenge each other to really utilize our sexual energy for our next manifestations. Yep. So Ryan, what would you like to manifest with your penis? Ooh, from my penis, <laughs> I want to, and this is, this is a 30 day my challenge, penis right? purpose is my penis purpose. This is 30 days or this is Let's what? Let's do 60, 60. All right. We'll do 69 days to manifest dirty, this. Man. Well, you said it kind of, I didn't. You so for me, it's manifesting a home right now. I have a house and it feels good. It's a good space. Yeah, it's a good space. Cool space. And I want to feel at home. I'm looking at a few places. The places I'm looking at are beautiful, but when I walked in, it wasn't like, oh, this is home. So I may have to go to one of those places, but I can make it feel like home. I can choose to find the space that feels good and create that. So that for me is how I'm gonna use the sexual energy, how I'm gonna have that masturbation manifestation and use it with the person that I'm connecting with and with myself to create a space that feels like home that I can connect into and then naturally have my rituals in that space. Beautiful. Yes. That is my 69 day challenge. What about you, brother? My masturbation manifestation is going to be birthing our app mm. because I have, in all honesty, had a bit of a creative block on finishing it. And funnily enough, we've got the branding team in who's working on some really cool stuff that's all going to come together in about 30 days, which mm -hmm. I'm super stoked on. There you go. 
but there's also been this kind of block around the experience and how it's all going to go. And, and so I'm going to use sexual energy to really re-inspire, reignite this passion and this, this creative energy inside of me to bring forth the mm. app in a way that I don't even think I can see yet. Perfect. Just such a beautiful, powerful expression. Because I love that. We want the app to feel like you guys are coming into the jungle to transform with us in the palm of your hands. Ooh. It's a jungle in the it's palm of your hands. So what does this actually look like? Because still, even to what I said and what you said, it's kind of abstract. The finished app. Okay, well, yeah, the outcome seems specific, but the path to it, are you Masturbation. <laughs> Are you edging or do you write this out? Do you have it somewhere? Like what yeah, actually, yeah, what does yeah, it okay. actually look like okay. in application? See, we're, we're, we're doing this on the fly crew. So. Masturbation application. Masturbation application. Yep. How do you apply? What do you apply your masturbation to? Yeah. So yes, writing it out, getting very clear on what the exact vision is. Okay. And then I'm going to edge a lot more. I'm not going to say that I'm just going to edge for no. 69 days because it's a, lot. it's a lot. And you've had a blue ball. Blue ball I, experience. Uh, blue ball experience. <laughs> you have. I had a very, very painful experience edging, most definitely. Yeah, so we won't do that. So we won't do that. But yes, I'll use a combination of my own pleasure practice with edging. I'll probably mostly use my own pleasure practice for edging because I find that that's yeah. really uh, my favorite way to, to do it. And the wand, maybe. And the wand, for sure. The yes. wand's definitely going to be a part of this journey. Yes. Other than that, I'm not going to think about the app when I'm connected. <laughs> with my I was wondering, you're like reading the paper as you're connecting. Oh, can't wait. That color scheme. Honey, I really feel like you're not present with me. It's like, oh, Ryan and I challenge each other to manifest with sexual energy. So that's actually really cool that you brought that up, though, because that yeah. that is definitely not it yeah we want to still cultivate the sexual energy with our partner very intentionally intention isn't to think about the app when i'm having sex with my partner the intentionality is to connect so deeply with my partner that i feel alive and invigorated mm -hmm. with sexual energy that i can then apply to the it's vision a catalyst it's a catalyst so you're exactly. not putting the app in your spank bank no okay well <laughs> interesting Interesting point. So that's a very good point because do you actually masturbate and think about what you want to create in that moment to drive the energy, to drive the manifestation? You know, what I feel and what I would do naturally is edge, not thinking of the home I'm going to be in, like, fuck, those, super those hot, curtains, I'm getting blackout curtains, I can't wait, I have no light at night, and then edge, it's going to be so good, great, can't wait for that couch, and so, I would think about it right after, so ah, I'd get okay, to that yeah. edge, you know, having my experience, being present with me, Ooh, because like I'm that. not leaving myself, I'm not being not present, the spank bank, <laughs> the spank bank with another person, like her for you, manifesting you, makes a lot of sense because yes. she wanted a sexual connection with you. I was the representation the of thing. the sex yes. and the outcome. So she was thinking of you, which makes sense. Okay. But this is a separate thing. So we don't really want to quite think about a separate thing while connecting with ourselves. Yeah. Unless it's that person we want to have that connection with. So I feel right after. You drop into meditation. Exactly. You drop into you go some right form into of that visualization, form. some journaling form of journaling, out. some form of literally a checklist of like the things I want and need yes. and what I want to create there. It's like, I, if I can't, 
Yes, we figured it yeah. out. It's like having the coffee before you go into work. People use it as a catalyst. Yeah. We don't use that as a catalyst. Don't do that. Use matcha and cacao. Cappuccinos. The cat, the cat, well, no. And the catalyst into the thing to kind of get you activated into it. That's right. an activator. Use that, leverage that into the manifestation practice, not during. I feel that that's what we should do. You that's get gassed up before you go to the race. Oh, there you go. You don't pump gas while you're racing. That's true. Most of the time. Okay. You heard it first here. We did it. Get gassed up and stay lit. Stay lit, crew. Masturbation, manifestation challenge, 69 days. Yeah. Let's get yeah. it.